everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Dave DeBow, and today it is my pleasure to be chatting with Renee Mass, all the way from one of my favorite cities in Ontario, Kingston, Ontario. How are you doing today, Renee? Doing fabulous. Good to see you, Dave. Always looking good. Always looking good. <laughs> it's good to see you too, my friend. So Renee is a very, very experienced entrepreneur and real estate investor. He's been in business for himself for 25 years. He's been a realtor, a very active real estate investor, focusing a lot on student rentals in and around Kingston. Also, I think you've done some small multis and uh, buy and hold of you know duplexes and all sorts of different things. He's run real estate investment clubs. He helps people out with coaching and mentoring a bit as well. So very, very well-rounded real estate entrepreneur. Renee, great to have you on the call. Great, thanks. Pleasure being here. So let's let's rewind and why don't you tell us how the heck did you get into this crazy gig yeah. called real estate <laughs> investing? Well, many people don't know, I, I was actually a teacher. I was a French teacher. I was a horrible French teacher. I learned French at home, so I, I had no idea what I was getting into. Six years of university, and so after about three months, I just quit teaching. Wow. I wouldn't suggest this to anyone. I got into debt, and I was, I was, it, was, it was pretty hard to get things going. But what helped immensely was, well, I became a laborer, window cleaner, painter, and I eventually was helping others invest in real estate by being a contractor. And that's what I really figured out. Wait a sec, there's, well, there's, they're doing well with this, and they're also investing in real estate, student rentals. I see what they're doing. I was a student as well, so I, I, can, I can picture, I can actually calculate per room how much they were getting. So I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Also, another thing that most people don't realize is that my, my father invested in, in real estate in the 80s in Toronto. In a matter of eight years, he sold everything, and it changed our lifestyle. I went to private school. We had trips to Europe. We lived as a, as a family in France for a whole year. I don't know. I don't even imagine the cost, but in the 80s in Toronto, the, the, it was just amazing the appreciation that occurred. So he sold in 89 once there was taxes and all that. And so I already saw the benefit of it. So I was always, I was always guided towards that to real estate. I always believed that that was my ticket to freedom. I always believed it. Nice, 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 nice. So you had a little bit of a background there. And, and so when did you actually make the jump? When, how long have you been an active real estate investor? Well, I, I must admit it. I, it wasn't as smoothly as others. I started my, it, really I, it never is. It never is. Yeah. So I think my first offer, I was 21. I was still in university. I was trying to get a property and it didn't work out. It just, it, and, and for some reason, it's as if I was like, oh, okay, I need to do this. I need to have enough down payment. I had to struggle for accumulate enough money. And in the end, uh, I waited until I was like 33, my 30s, to get started. And even then, buying the second one took another five years. It, it really was a slow start. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude? I mean, look at all the gray hair in my head. You know, 30 <laughs> seems pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 33. I'm saying I'm not, I'm not in my 30s anymore, Dave. Thanks for the compliment. I'm in my 40s, man. No, I know that. But I mean, yeah. you know, looking back, at, you know, starting the best time to start in real estate was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. The second best time yeah. is right now, right? That's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there's never time, never, you know, for anyone listening in, there's never, there's never, never want to wait. 
never never the bad time, but the earlier you get your stuff together, the better off. Because it is it is a game in which you once you're in, and it's a question of just riding the wave. Yeah, definitely. So you've ridden the wave for a while, and you know you, you got started in fits and starts. We already talked about yeah, the best idea would be to start earlier. But knowing what you know now, like if you lost it, yeah, all, yeah, if you had your knowledge. I, how would you how would you start what would you do differently if anything i wouldn't wait that long no no the one mistake the one mistake i did is that i just waited or or i wouldn't do everything alone in the beginning right. i was doing everything alone i thought i'd have like we did renovations on my own with a few people there even accumulating the the down payment i thought i had to do everything alone even find the deal i i really i was the lone ranger so the idea that of doing it alone is, is really not the way of doing it. Once I figured, once I got a bit of coaching and, and got a bit of help and met other people doing the same thing, it, it raised my level of, of game a much higher level. So that helped. Well, I've had the pleasure of working with you directly. I know one of the one of your your strengths is definitely that you're an action taker. You are a proactive person. You actually learn something, you do something with it which is a rare commodity. <laughs> <laughs> I like to believe I do. Yeah, I like to believe. But I learn, I put it into action. Yes. You definitely do. So, I mean, and, and you've run clubs and you've worked with people and you've definitely hung around with a lot of real estate investors over the years. What are some of the biggest screw-ups you see people making, especially when they're first starting? You know, besides maybe the, anyway, or do you see a lot of other people doing the Lone Ranger thing too? I do. I do see a lot of people. Wait, I, see, I see a lot of people who, I go to, um, courses and i meet a lot of investors and i see a lot of people who are waiting for that perfect deal for some reason and they're just waiting making sure that everything is lined up all the stars need to be lined up at the right moment the right deal and it never works that way it never does nothing is perfect you don't you get the home runs but if you just get on first base you get on first base you'll eventually get to the home run so yeah. i see a lot of people waiting and doing it alone and not and just fearful of of, of going about it Another thing I noticed with people is really for, to make really good changes, to learn, there's really just three ways. Okay. First is, is you're reading in a textbook or you're learning it through, through online. So you're, it's, it's, it's passive, you're not necessarily doing it. The second way is actually doing it yourself, learning with all the mistakes. But the best way, this is, this is where I wish I'd learned this much earlier, is learning through other people's mistakes. So, for example, through coaching. Once I, once I got a bit of coaching, I was learning through the experience and the mistakes of other people. So that definitely helped. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I've taught a lot of people through my own dumbass mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, you're, if they're not making money off it, at least they're learning experiences for yourself. And once you've, you've overcome them, you can share them with others and they can benefit. And so they don't have to go through that mistake. Exactly. No, I, I agree. Like uh, the saying says, uh, a smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Yeah. yeah. Time, time to wise up. Yeah, very good. So, Renee, everybody's got uh, what Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, would call an unfair advantage when it mm -hmm. comes to real estate investing, or other people call it their superpower when it comes to real estate investing. I know you're, you're a lovely, wonderful, modest Canadian guy, but what would you suggest is your unfair advantage or your real estate investing superpower? It's a tough question. I, you know, I, it's hard to say. I initially I thought it was it was like choosing tenants for some reason. Working with people, 
I generally get a good sense of it, but sometimes I say this and then all of a sudden I get a, I'm working with the wrong person, so I'm moving on. But I think over the years, over like 25 years of being an entrepreneur, being self-employed, running businesses, is, is really the persistence. I've got to say that it's the persistence because uh, it's like, you know, Winston Churchill, he's got that nice quote. You know, it's like, if you're going through hell, just keep going. And that's, that's really what has helped me along the years. Sounds like my first marriage. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, there's failed relationships for sure. And those, you want to learn from those experiences. There's a lot of a lot of success, and, and this is like these are top players. You know. Yeah. They they say the reason I, I I failed I failed I can't tell you how many times I failed the relationships, the the businesses, but that's the reason I succeeded. Yeah. It's the only reason. So the, the other side of the other side of the coin of success is the failure. You've got to go through the failures. And that's what most, a lot of new investors, they don't want to go through those. They're afraid of the failures. They don't want, they're afraid of failing. And I can understand because the education system doesn't really cater to failing. You don't want to be failing anything. It's a bad sign. You know, that's, that's really, really wise advice. And I joke around about it, but yeah, I mean, if, and anybody listening or watching this, I mean, you think back in your own life and chances are you've had some, everybody's had success in their life. And most of us, if you look back at it, chances are you came, that success didn't come super easy. Chances are you had yeah. to work your butt off for it. You had mm -hmm. to you know, fail multiple times first before you got that success. And, and it's the same with anything. So I love that. Man. And a lot of people get the impression that the moment, the moment they get there, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Let me tell you, the moment you get there, there's other problems. There's, there's other obstacles to overcome. And then there moves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's constantly, I wouldn't want to say it's, you're, you're constantly solving, you're solving issues. You're always, there's always obstacles to overcome. And it reminds me of the book, the obstacle is the way. You know, don't, don't. I, I haven't read that book. Do you, you remember oh, who the author is? Top of my mind, I, I've forgotten. I'll but if Google you Google it. the that's, obstacle that's the is the way, great title. You can bring it in a, in a, I know you travel often. Bring it on, 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 on the plane. It's a very small book. Yeah. It's one of those re easy chapters. You can reread it because it's a good reminder that you, you've got to, some, sometimes you've got to go through those difficulties. Just writing that down. That's a writer down or the obstacle is away. Great. Okay. So. That's good. And as you were, because I think you've watched a few of these episodes, Renee. So I ask people, what's your superpower? Yeah. Next question is because again, not everybody is super persistent. So if somebody's watching this or listening to this and they're saying, well, yeah, that sounds great, but you know, how how do I how do I emulate that? How do I follow that advice? So what no. advice do you have for people that want to be better at being persistent, not giving up so easily? Okay, this this is not an easy task. This <laughs> superpower can take years to develop, but I, I think I've over. I think I've, I've tapped into it nine years ago, nineteen years ago. And the reason I've tapped into it, it's through a morning routine. Oh, okay. Morning routine that involves this may say this may throw a few people off, but it's through meditation and hot yoga. And, and the reason, the reason is because. We've been conditioned over the years to really avoid pain and discomfort. It's just human nature to avoid pain and discomfort. 
and yoga and hot yoga, especially in meditation, you're, you're kind of, it rewires the brain to accept discomfort and face it head on. So, so going through, and then simple ways of going through the physical exertion of, you know, stretches, the stillness, or even the, the, the balancing acts, just the physically going through a bit of difficulty. It's as if the mind creates a memory bank for the mind and the body. So when something does occur, and we know shit happens, you know, especially in a business, something happens, the body and the mind is already trained on a regular basis. Okay, this is difficult. Let's just look at it, relax, and deal with it head on. So the morning routine, including meditation and yoga, has helped to establish on a daily basis difficult moments that do occur. So I can see some people watching this or listening to this and going, holy crap, that sounds woo-woo. And you know what? Here, I just want to share something here, Renee. Yeah. I used to be one of those people who would say, holy crap, what the hell are you talking about, Renee? That sounds hot yoga in the morning and meditation. You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm yeah, a yeah. serious real estate guy. Yeah, here's, yeah, yeah, for sure. Here's what, I, here's what I want to share about that. Yeah. It's amazing how many super successful real estate investors I have met and I know who have their own, it might not, it's not that particular morning ritual, but they have their own ritual. So as just, as, as we're speaking right now, I'm in Regina, yep. spoke at Edna Keep's annual event and a bunch of very successful real estate investors there and other speakers and whatnot. And there were people like seriously successful people talking about, how they do meditation is a very common one. That, that one comes mm-hmm. up over and over again. But one it's powerful. It's very powerful. Powerful tool. Very powerful. Does Reiki stuff. Yeah. Another person talking about how they do hypnosis stuff. Hell, years ago, I went to a Robert Kiyosaki event. Mm-hmm. Most people listening to this know Kiyosaki. And he was into some really out there, I mean, really out there stuff, including having a shaman. <laughs> really? <laughs> with sage and stuff oh yeah yeah and, and do all that kind of stuff and, yeah, I, and I was going by like this and a few other people like but hey you know what whatever it is for you but, th- but that's the key thing is have that morning ritual that or that daily ritual whatever I mean if, if you want everyone's looking for wealth but if you don't have the health like what's what's the point of having the money there's it, it's miserable you need to have the health and if you, you maintain a healthy body healthy diet and you've got structure because one another thing is a lot of people may be listening to this and they want the freedom. Well, the freedom comes at a cost. Like you've got a lot too much free time on your hands is not a good thing. So I've developed ways of creating structure in my own life in order to maintain balance and a happy life. That's what it comes down to. No, so, very, so, so again, the key is Renee's morning ritual might not be yours, but it's, it's something to consider. But exactly. Something. Exactly. Do, some, do something that's going to, you're going to become your, your better self. Yeah. If it's swimming, if it's talking to your mother on a, on a daily basis, whatever it's going to take in order to bring up your game and to deal with difficult situations, do it. And it, it's, it can't be chocolate or alcohol or sex. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It only works for me six months. You know, so there's, there's got to be something else. Something more powerful, greater than yourself. All right. Well, let's let's get out of the woo-woo for a second as we wrap this up. Sounds good. Sounds good. And, you know, from your experience, what would be like one 
one idea people could take and actually run with to become more successful in their real estate investment career? Oh, I would say it's about, uh, well, it reminds me, there's, I, I'm noticing, I meet like three types of investors. Like they're the novice investors. And generally the novice investors are, they're fearful. They're not sure what to, what to do. But I also notice that they're earning money for themselves only. They, they, tend, they try to keep everything for themselves and they, they, they want to do everything themselves. And it, it, you can only go so far like with the monkey with the, They're like the monkey with their hand in the... In the yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you've got the, the kind of the, the second level investor, which they'll do it for their family and for their friends, which, which gets you at a, at a certain level and, and they, they'll, they'll protect those they love and that's about it. But then there's investors that I meet, including yourself, where you're earning money for others. You're helping others earn money. You're helping others succeed a greater, a greater circle. And those people, I find, are more givers than they share. So to bring that down as a real estate investor, and it, it really comes down to the perspective is for any level, you're giving opportunities to people. Especially if people are, are wanting to do JV partnerships, you're yeah, giving opportunity. Because the average person doesn't have a clue, doesn't know where to start. So you're actually, you're providing them a very, very valuable service. You're getting them an above average return backed by something solid that you can control, which is real estate. Exactly, exactly. And the second most valuable activity that you can be doing as a real estate investor is sending out more offers. So giving offers out there especially if you're looking for deals. So that's really, it's not something you can just be thinking about. You need to actually physically be doing it. You're a realtor or you can actually, I've known people that write the offer, send it to the, to the agent and they send it off. I mean, with DocuSign, there's so many ways of going about it. I'm saying you've got to find the right realtor to work with to be part of your team. But the major, major investors should be number one, giving offers and sharing opportunities with other investors. That's what it really comes well, well said. All right, Renee. So as we wrap up, if people want to reach out and connect with you or find out more about you, what should they do? Oh, I've, got, I've got a website called getbetterreturns.ca. A lot of information is on there. I've got YouTube channel and lots of videos about student rentals, dealing with contractors, mindset about real estate, and all awesome. that kind of stuff. So. And we'll include the links in the show notes for this episode. Renee, it's always great chatting with you, my friend. Thanks a lot for your time today. Great. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.